it's literally every single day somebody from somewhere in the world reaches out to us from youtube that asks uh, if we can be their agent and so it's a way different business model than like zillow right like where you you go buy a lead and then you know you're just one of four other agents to get the same lead and you're just hoping to hurry up and follow up before someone else does So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Muchastegui with a quick commercial break with one of our newest sponsors. I'm super excited to be partnering with these guys. Does 15 to 20% ROI investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Did you know you can use the Burr strategy with new construction that has immediate equity already? You guys have heard me talk about stuff like this. Rental Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. They have single family, multifamily, new build and syndication opportunities across multiple markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation and equity. Renter Retirement assists investors in learning how to build a comprehensive business plan with the best investment and tax strategies to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and system in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or call 1-800- 311-6781. That's 800-311-6781 to learn about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. You know, and if you guys want to learn more about Zach, episode 1025, we dig in for a good 45-minute interview where he tells you the secrets to investing in real estate out of state. And him and I shared a lot of ideas about what works and what doesn't. You'll get to hear a lot about his company and his business. You know, if you're an agent from out of state and you've got referrals looking for stuff, they work with other agents on a referral basis. And we've talked so much since COVID hit that everybody needs to have a backup plan, right? Every one of you agents needs to have a backup plan. You should all be investing in real estate. And if you're having trouble finding the time and the team to do it, maybe something like rent to retirement is the solution for you. So thank you for listening. Go check them out. Now back to the rest of our podcast. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Kelly Skevel filling in and guest hosting for Aaron today. And I have the pleasure of interviewing Ken Pozek. Did I say that right, Ken? You did, yeah. <laughs> all right, good. I should have asked before we started recording, but that's You're all good. right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Ken, tell us, uh, t- tell us where kind of your history, where you're located now, how you got to be an agent and your come up. Yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, which is like when most people say they're from Detroit, they're really from the suburbs. But like I actually grew up in like Detroit, Detroit. And uh, I got into real estate just having come across, um, I don't know if you, I don't know how old you are, but like Pat, uh, Carlton Sheets was like the guy on the infomercials at 2 a.m. about like, if you can buy money or no real estate, no money down and that whole process, uh, you can become rich. And I was like, 
at 15 years old, hooked on real estate. And I thought this was going to be like the coolest thing ever. So um, I started off flipping houses when I was 18. I did like 13 homes, two commercial buildings by the time I was like 22. And then um, the market fell apart. And um, so it was like, can't do this anymore. Uh, It's hard to, you know, every time you'd buy a house on Friday and by Monday, it was worth less than you paid for it. So um, so I had, I got into sales and, and kind of worked on the sales career, uh, in all the traditional ways, like farming, open house sphere, networking, and that kind of thing. And we built up a team in Detroit doing about 40 million in sales, like a little over a million in GCI. And then in 2016, my wife and I were like, let's, uh, we don't have to live in Detroit anymore. We can, we can live like outside of Michigan. And, uh, so we relocated to Orlando, um, really not knowing anyone and, um, fast forward, we kind of created this content machine and uh, you know, last year we ended up at 130 million. We're already just breaking a hundred million year to date here wow. in March of 2022. So uh, you know, that's going fairly well. So that's the, uh, the, 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 up, the, the, the overview of where we've been and where we're at. Okay. Now how many, so you have, you're a team leader, you have a team. I do. How many agents do you have on your team right now? Uh, 14 agents. Wow. Okay. And you built in this team you built, this is new since you moved to Florida in 2016. That's right. Yeah. Brand new. So from just me to, uh, so now we've got, you know, inside sales staff, marketing team, uh, transaction coordinators, and then 14 agents. Wow. So I'm super interested to hear like kind of how you built that. So, you know, pretty fast, um, up to 14 agents and kind of how you did that. Like how, how, how did you go from, Ten one agent to this machine that you are now. Yeah. So when, when we moved here, it was like, um, I knew I had a lot of agent friends, but I, I didn't know anyone else like that lived elsewhere, like you know, Seattle and West coast and that kind of thing, but I didn't have anybody here. And so I was like, I know how to do like database marketing, right? I just, my sphere happens to be realtors that I know all around the world. So I kind of pivoted to doing this content thing where it was like, I'm posting all the time about Disney and Orlando's growth and Orlando's story and owning Airbnbs and all these kind of things. And just kind of became really well known as like the Orlando real estate guy. And then along the way, you know, we started getting a lot of agent referrals because of that. And then, so we had so many, you know, leads coming in at one point. So then it's like, okay, you need your, your next agent and then your next agent. And then, you know, now we're bringing in anywhere between like four and 500 leads a month. So honestly, we need more agents than we have now, but, but through that, we figured out YouTube. And so that is really where our biggest pillar is, um, from recruiting agents and, uh, and leads. So this content machine we have is, has been a lot of fun to build out. Okay. And how many, how many followers do you guys have on your YouTube channel? Uh, 25,000 subscribers. Wow. Now, is that where, when you first started, when you said you first started like posting and, and talking about, um, Orlando and just the area and, and all of that, was that where you originally, is that where you started? Did you start on YouTube or did you start on a different platform? Yeah, it was Instagram and Facebook mostly. And it was like static posts, just kind of like photos. And then in 2017, like a year after we moved here, I started out just testing YouTube, doing like model home tours and going around to see like, you know, what the different builders in Orlando had to offer. And at the same time, I was trying to get to know the area, right? Like I, I'm in, this is a new city and I know like a like very small part of it. And so I just sort of documented that journey. And um, sometime in 2017, I did a video that was like the top 10 things you didn't know about Celebration Florida. And that's like the town that Disney built. 
Okay. So I literally walked around with my cell phone and it was just like, here's the HOA. Here's what the builders are. Does Disney own it? What the theme park location is like all of these different things. Right. And that video did like 40,000 views in the first month. And I started getting a bunch of calls like, okay. people from, yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm onto something like this is, this could, this could be something. And so, uh, kind of paid for different coaching and I, I reached out to all these YouTube gurus and sort of failed forward. And, um, now we've got, you know, three or 4 million views at this point. And it's literally every single day, somebody from somewhere in the world reaches out to us from YouTube that asks uh, if we can be their agent. And so it's a way different business model than like Zillow, right? Like where you, you go buy a lead and then, you know, you're just one of four other agents to get, get the same lead. And you're just hoping to hurry up and follow up before someone else does. And instead these people are reaching out to you as like a a consultant as like a fiduciary instead of just, can you open the door? And so it's been a, it's been a fun journey. Yeah. And I would imagine that those, so because they're reaching out to you, these leads are a lot, they're stronger, right? They're like, they're warmer leads. They're not, like you said, you're not trying to chase them yep. a lot stronger. Wow. Yeah. We're, we're converting like 10% of them that come in within the oh, first man. two months. And wow. then after that, we, we convert another 10% typically over the next 12 months. So yeah, like one out of five turns into something. Um, whereas we were finding like 2% of Zillow leads converted, right? So yeah, they're significantly better converting, way more loyal, way more bought into who you are. And so it's, uh, it's changed our whole paradigm on, on like what real estate can actually be. Wow. Yeah. We, so I feel like that's been like a theme, especially here on the show the last couple of months is like a lot of successful agents that we've talked to have leveraged social media in some way, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, like, it's, and they've all had a little bit different um, way of going about it. This is super interesting. I think what we hear a lot too, is that um, agents and I am one of them get like super nervous to be in front of the camera. So did you have like, did you have some fear of being in front of the camera? And, and if so, how did you get over it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I I would say, um, and like, and repeat myself. And then I would think back at the end of the video, did I, did that even make sense? What I just said, <laughs> and you got to go back and rewatch it. Right. Um, and so I've got some tips on that, you know, just to get better, like, like, uh, you've done an open house before. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the first time you did an open house, were you amazing? No, no, I probably was no. Out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You unlocked the door and put out your signs the first time and you were like, all right, let's see how this goes, you know? And, um, I think it, you know, video is the same way. It's just like, you know, the more you do, the better you get. And so after you've done 50 open houses, you're like, I've got this. Like, I know how to greet the person. I know how to get their information. I know how to convert them if they don't want this house. What are they looking for so that I can convert them into a sale, right? You just got better. And yeah. so video is the same way. Like the more you do it, the better you get. And then, um, we created sort of a formula for our videos. And so uh, we don't script anything because I feel like authenticity sells. Right. And um, so it's really like intro and the intro has nothing to do with me. It's not like, Hey, this is Ken Posick with Keller Williams here in Orlando. And today you're going to learn about X, Y, and Z. And by the way, I've been doing this for 17 years and I'm the man you want to listen to. And that's why like a lot of agents do. Uh, instead, right. the intro is just like, Hey, here's the top five neighborhoods you probably don't know about in Orlando. Let's get into it. And then I give them a ton of value through like four to five different points. And then the outro is usually like, Hey, so by the way, if you're looking to buy or sell anywhere in central Florida, I want to be your real estate resource of choice. Make sure you email us at info at posicgroup.com. And so that has done significantly better 
by giving a ton of value up front yeah. and like trying to sell myself, if that makes sense. And I think yeah. people get nervous on video when they try to sell themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. And I mean, you're there to provide, that's what people don't want to be sold to right anymore. They, they right. put the value up front. I mean, it makes, yeah, that's great. So what, what have been some, some of your challenges, you know, while growing your team using YouTube? I don't know. Like, do you have a, yeah, our challenges have been, um, I think the biggest piece is just finding good people, um, early on, you know, slowing down and, and understanding that like, I'm not good at paperwork. So I need to hire somebody that really is good at paperwork and then, and then not just like shortcutting that process just because out of, you know, sheer frustration, um, which I think most agents do, you know, they hire out of pain and they hire quickly and that, and then they don't, they don't slow down long enough to train somebody. And so it's just constant rotation of like, I'd love to build a team, but I can't figure it out because these people suck. <laughs> you're yeah. like, well, not really. Your process probably sucks. So, um, so that was a challenge for me early on. I was just hiring everybody, just trying to grow quickly, had a little bit of a turnover issue until I slowed down. I was like, okay, who is it that I'm trying to find? Um, and then I'm going to hire to a certain, you know, personality profile, background, culture, and then that figure that out. And so once I nail that, and then once I bring them on, I'm going to slow down and we're going to document everything together. And we're going to really slow down and figure out what is it that we're trying to accomplish in your role. And so once they crush that, then I can go back out and start selling again. And then we keep growing and keep growing. And so I think that's probably the number one issue people have when they're growing a team. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and like you said, like you can't, you don't want to slow down. Now you're responsible for paying a salary or, you know, paying a wage for this higher that you have. So you got to go out there. You've got to, you've got to convert leads. You've got to make the sales, but you also have to train this person that you just brought on. Do you, are your, um, you have transaction coordinators. I saw you have like a marketing, marketing coordinator. So are all these people in house? Are they local? Do you, are any of them remote? What's your. Yeah. Our, our videographer is remote. Um, he, I mean, he and I meet every week to shoot content, but he works out of his house everybody else is in-house. So we've got two ISAs, two transaction coordinators, two marketing people, and they're all in-house. Okay. Wow. Awesome. Um, and so your, your videographer, he comes and shoots for you. You're no longer holding the camera to on your phone. Thank God. No, I, I <laughs> yeah, they've definitely gone significantly. The videos have produced, you, you know, gotten even better. Um, because of the, I don't do it anymore. Um, but no, yeah, it's, it's really like, you know, I can't, I went, the transition was like, I held my cell phone out with like a gimbal and I went out shooting and I did the first like 120 videos myself. I shot it. I edited it at like midnight at night. I'm like editing, you know, adding music, trying to figure out what the hook was going to be, all that stuff. And then, um, eventually I hired an editor who was like, I got him on Upwork. She was out of like Nebraska. I think it was. And I was paying her 50 to $70 a video to edit, but that got me my time back. Like I didn't have to slow down and now edit those videos. And then um, eventually one of my, my photographers, I saw he was starting to post on Instagram, like some video kind of stuff. I'm like, this guy, he could probably, he could probably do this. So I approached him. I'm like, Hey, if I work out like an exclusive deal with you, where I gave you like at least one video every single week forever, um, what would that look like? And so we struck a deal and, and now we, uh, it's been a good partnership for each other. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So tell me about the, tell me about the Orlando market. What are you seeing down there right now? Crazy. Got a lot of people moving here for, you know, so so many reasons. It's uh, either, you know, 
job transfer or better weather, better taxes, um, more things to do. Um, it's still cheaper than it's not as cheap as it used to be. That's for sure. But like nowhere is <laughs> like nowhere yeah. is cheap, cheap as it used to be. Um, but, uh, you know, like we get a lot of people from the Northwest, the West coast, the Northeast, really everywhere around the country is moving here, um, in, in, in droves. So something like 1500 people move to central Florida, Orlando every week. And so it's a week. a week. Yeah. Wow. So it, we already have a, a supply and demand issue, right? Where demand far out wise supply. Uh, but then you add that many people coming here and it makes it even worse, but, um, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun to see like the whole city turnover to where it was like a little bit of tech jobs, but mostly theme park jobs to where now you have like NASA's working here. SpaceX is working here. Um, a lot of other EA sports is working here. Like there's a lot of cool jobs coming here beyond tourism and hospitality. So the whole city is kind of under this revitalization, which I think is so much fun. Wow. Now, are you guys seeing like, so, so there's clearly an inventory issue. How, how are you guys getting buyers into contract? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing to differentiate to get your buyers in? Yeah, my, my team is, I feel like just a group of ninjas. They, um, they just, they bribe people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, uh, you know, it's getting really good at like building rapport with a listing agent and finding out like what, you know, what's the seller's motivation? You know, do they need rent back? Are they staying here locally? Are they moving away? Um, you know, appraisal gaps, like everybody knows an appraisal gap, but like, have you lined up your inspector to where I can do a three-day inspection period instead of a seven-day inspection period? Um, how can I minimize all of those things? Working with the right lender to waive mortgage contingency um, because they're fully approved up front. And so they can basically offer as if they're cash. So a lot of those kind of things just to make yourself stand out. But I really do believe it comes almost solely down to the rapport that you can build with listing agents. And so um, we typically... I don't know about you, but like we've been running into issues where listing agents just don't even answer the phone anymore <laughs> because they're like, they're like, you know, they're getting inundated by buyer leads and agents calling. And um, so for us, we're stalking them on social media, you know, following them on Instagram, following, you know, adding them as friends on Facebook. Yeah. You know, hey, I said, no, you got that awesome listing over on 1T3 Main Street. I know I have a buyer for it. Would love to hear back from you. Looks like, you know, you're having fun at the bar. Good for you. Um, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And so, um, so just trying to do whatever we can to like, you know, be as straightforward, but as friendly as possible. Yeah. I think, um, you know, when I got, so I've been an agent for six years now. And when I got into the business, that was kind of um, something that wasn't said so like straightforward to me about like building relationships with other agents, but in, I can't, in like a roundabout way, I was, I picked up on it and I was like, Oh, if the agent likes me, that can really help um, get my offer accepted. And that was a completely different market that we're talking about. But I think, um, I think that's overlooked a lot in, and you make a really good point that like in the mark, this market, really having that relationship. And like you said, like going, just sending nice text messages, making yourself known, like, yep. It, it really Hang out a little bit, you know, yeah. like, you know, if you're texting the listing agent, you know, like throwing a little, a little gif in there, like, uh, you know, that's something funny, you know, like makes them laugh and remember you. I mean, if they've got 20 offers that they're negotiating on one listing, sometimes it's going to be price for sure, but sometimes it's just the squeakiest, you know, wheel gets the oil. And so that's kind of like who we become. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we still have to write two to three offers for every client of ours just to get one accepted. But you know, we're doing, we're selling 30 to 40 homes a month and 80% of that is buyer business. So like, it's definitely doable. 
That was going to be my next question. So about 80% of your business is buyers. You work mostly yep. with the buyers, yep. which makes sense because you said that you're, you're getting a lot of your referrals come from other agents around the world. Yep. Super interesting. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Mujistegi, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out, out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on his massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. And what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out. Especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. Tell me, yeah, let's hear like your biggest success story. Like what's, um, what stands out? Gosh, you know, I think on the, on the content side, um, I convinced the, so Shaquille O'Neal, he lived in Orlando and, uh, he had this, you know, massive house for sale. It was like $20 million and, um, it had been on the market for like three years. And, um, I, I list, I just cold called the listing agent and I was like, Hey, you don't know me. Um, but I think it would be really cool to do a video together at Shaq's house. And for whatever reason, she said yes. And uh, so that view, that video just passed a million views. And like, I've gotten tons of like luxury clients from that. And like, if I really? point to one video, it would be like, that one has definitely opened a lot of doors for me. Wow. Um, yeah. When was that? Well, I know I got to go back and find it. And you're- yeah, it was, yeah, it was, a, I mean, we shot the video a year ago, but it felt okay. like it, it was just consistently getting like a hundred thousand views a month. So I think we're at like 1.1 million views now, but um, the amount of business we get from that has been pretty fantastic. Uh, but then it's also opened up like, you know, we've built this following here locally now to where agents know who our team is, they want to work with us or join us. And so that's been honestly the best thing for us. So if I had to point to like one success thing, the thing that like makes everything else easier or unnecessary, it's creating that content channel um, via YouTube and our newsletter and our Instagram. It's been this, uh, this kind of amazing attraction piece for us. 
Do you, do you ever have trouble coming up with like content topics? Yeah. Cause you've been doing, yeah. I want, like, I just wonder like, so how do you, how do you oh. overcome that? Yeah. So like we have three different like buckets that we, we do. So instead of every week being the same thing, I mean, like, like where, where do you live? Where are you from? I'm up in uh, upstate New York. Upstate New York. Okay. Like, so eventually there's probably only a certain amount of cities that you actually service, right? Like how many, how many cities do you think are in upstate New York that you'd be willing to drive to, to, to for a oh. listing? I mean, there's like our main city, Ithaca, and then we're just like super rural out and around it. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. So, so like the same thing here, like there's Orlando, but then there's like, you know, seven or eight, maybe 10 other cities that surround Orlando that makes up our metro area. So you start with like doing like a, a moving to or living in video or like top four suburbs of Ithaca or top three downtown spots in Ithaca, or, you know, you can do like top, top three, that kind of thing, or living in slash moving to these areas. Cause you got to think like someone's calling you to buy a house. And they're like, I think I'm going to move to the Ithaca area, but I'm not really sure. I'm also looking for good schools and good value. Where should I move? Right. They're already been on Google looking for those things. Right. So, so right there, like that's your first 20 videos. And so okay. it's moving to living in and then, or top two, top three, top four, whatever it is of your geographic area. So you know, YouTube is owned by Google. And so if people are on Google searching for these things, your videos will show up. And then if they're on YouTube, your videos definitely will show up. So um, that's where I would start. And then beyond that, you just kind of want to become a student of your town. So like people think that I'm this like, you know, guru of Orlando. I just repurpose other people's content. Like I'm on the Orlando Business Journal, the Orlando Sentinel, um, on Instagram a ton. And I'm just looking for stories that I can kind of talk about that I know people are also going to be Googling. Okay. And then, uh, so that's kind of how I, I don't ever run out of content, um, where I can put out two videos a week and I have now for four years and I don't miss. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. But it, it takes, I mean, that takes effort, right? Like this is like, you have been, um, super intent about that, right? Like, yeah. like and like you said, two videos a week for four years. Yeah. That's like. What is that for over 400 and some videos? Yeah, I think it's 440 videos we've put out now. Wow, that's awesome. I think yeah. this is so exciting. I, I love hearing this. I'm, uh, I like I said before, I'm, I'm nervous in front of the camera, but I think, like you said, you just keep doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, you keep doing it, and then you have to trust your editor as well. So, like, you don't have to get a 10 minute video out all at once, you know, it can just be like. You know, hey, this is Ken Posick, and today we're going to learn about the top three things you need to know about Orlando. Cut. Okay. Out, right, and then okay. and then it, it edits. He adds some B roll. He makes it look a little bit. You know, the music kind of draws people in. And then the next cut is like, all right. So number one thing about living in this area is that there's people here from all over the world. And the cool thing is, it's really this like melting pot. I've worked with people from the UK, Canada, Brazil. Uh, Russia, believe it or not, Australia. And that's one of the main reasons I love about living in Orlando. Cut. Yeah. And then you're on to the next thing, right? So it's way easier when you chunk it down that way to like be able to get your thoughts out without having like so many ums or awkward moments because you're not trying to like, okay, and number two is, and then, you know, <laughs> and, 
that'll uh, that'll help you right there quite a bit. That's super interesting. Yeah. So so you're saying that when you're putting your vid- your your videos together to send to your editor, you're taking a lot of short videos, like like what thirty seconds, minute or yeah, thirty seconds to a minute and thirty. Okay. And then and then he's gonna cut out. And then even I'll, I'll also like if you're gonna use an editor, which I think most people should probably most people are not editors like they should shoot the video send it off somewhere um but like i'll I'll put edit points hey by the way in this like i'll literally talk to my editor hey by the way what i'm about to say is x y and z and here's why that's important and then he'll cut it up how i tell him uh and so that way we're kind of like kind of editing together as if i'm with him in the room Um, and that gives a lot of like really cool points for him to understand where i'm going and what i'm trying to say Wow. Okay. See, and like this stuff, like for me, I didn't even know. I mean, that makes perfect sense, but it would never occur to me to do that. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. Um, So you're heavy on the YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Are you doing, do you guys do a lot of the TikToks and the the reels and are you on that? Not enough. You know, Um, I feel like we haven't had enough time to slow down and perfect that. And they are such different kind of things, you know, um, like TikToks and reels should be short. They should be 30 seconds or less. YouTube. It's like the longer, the better. So most people think that video content, people don't have a long attention span, but like if you're going somewhere to like learn something, you'll actually slow down and watch an eight to 10 minute video. No problem. Right. And so, um, they're just such different things that we haven't slowed down to get the other things yet. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And and again, I think that's like kind of a theme I hear with like super um, agents that have been successful with social media. They kind of um, dial into like one or two, like really get good at one of the platforms. Right. That's right. I mean, it makes sense. Yep. Um, Did we talk, I don't think we've talked yet about, so about your, your numbers from last, last year, or even in, geez, we're already coming out of the first quarter. What was your volume? What was your team's volume last year? Uh, we ended up at 129 million last year. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so year to date, uh, we like, literally just today, we passed over a hundred million dollars closed and pending for the year. So uh, we should end up somewhere around 220 million this year. Um, okay. So much of that's coming from either our database agent referrals or the content that we create. That's awesome. And and you prefer, do you, uh, that's like your niche is the buyers. And do you, do you, is that, kind of how you want to stay is with the buyers. Do you, do we'd you love it to be more 50, 50. Yeah. We'd love it to be more 50, 50. And we're starting to shift. I mean, like it's probably, well, it's 20% of our business now, but like a lot of those people were buyers that we helped four five, six years ago when I first moved here. And so, um, that's been a lot of fun to see like our content, keep them engaged. And maybe that's something we can talk about next is sort of like keeping your database engaged. Cause I feel like if you do a really good job with that, your business should just continually build on itself. Like you don't need to go find a hundred people every year, hundred new people every year. Like you can just keep with the people you already know. And if they're referring you and they're also coming back to buy and sell with you, you can consistently grow a big, big business. And so, um, so what we've, we've done is we created a sub brand, like a media company we call the Orlando real. And so it's a, it's a weekly newsletter that is everything about Orlando. So it's like theme parks, real estate, and life in Orlando. It's the new, the new restaurants. It's the old dive bar. It's the new thing Disney's doing. It's okay. the new real estate development, right? And so it's like, how can I keep Because the idea is like, how do I keep people engaged from the, the time I sell them a house to 10 years from now when they're ready to sell? Yeah. 
How do you stay top of mind? Yeah. How do you stay top of mind? And, and so, so what do most realtors do? They send like, you know, apple pie cards and maybe a Thanksgiving <laughs> card from time to time. Yeah. And um, so we were like, how can we plus that a little bit? And so, um, and, and so that's what we've been doing now. And so we've got um, just shy of 17,000 people that receive our newsletter. Wow. And, um, it's got a really high engagement rate. So it's like super high open rate. Okay. And, um, and from that, we get a lot of past clients that refer us, come back to use us again to sell. And so that's kind of how we, we plan on getting more listings and continue to grow our business. Okay. So you, that's how you mostly stay engaged with your clients is it a newsletter, but I mean, not just like any newsletter, like you keep it really Orlando specific. Yep. That, um, how do you curate that? Like, do you have somebody, how, how do you, cause I, we have somebody on our team that handles our newsletter, but I really don't know the details. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. So, so now we've got, um, we have two writers on staff or not really on staff. They're like freelancers. Okay. One writes solely about theme parks and the other one writes solely about other stuff outside of theme parks. And so, and then we've got our marketing manager who curates it all. And, but when I started this with this idea, it was just me and like the video that I would put in the email, like that I had okay. already put on YouTube. Yep. And it was like, it was usually like, the video, little blurb about the video, and then like one other blog that I would write on on a weekly basis. Now our newsletter is like, if you get it, it's like, you know, seven or eight articles, plus the video, plus polls, plus gifts, plus, you know, reels and like all these other kind of stuff. So it's been, um, it, it's definitely evolved to what it is today. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, like, I think that's a good point is that it's not just a new, some, some newsletter that was put together, you know, with like how to fix a leaky think, you know, like things yeah. like that, that I've seen in newsletters that go out from agents. This is, this is something super specific. You have the two writers. Um, so you really, I mean, I would, I would open that and look at it. Like, you know, yeah. like, yeah. You're, just, yeah, you're, you're putting a lot of effort and thought in it behind it in terms yeah. of our, our idea was like, you know, so yeah, we want to stay relevant in our life, but like, if you, if something was happening in Ithaca, where would you go for your news source? Yeah, there's a, the, it's called the Ithaca Voice. That's where I go for <laughs> the Ithaca Voice, right? So you probably follow them on Instagram. You probably follow yeah. them. You get their newsletter every morning. Yeah. They send you the breaking news for Ithaca and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, you don't go to like CNN or Fox, right? Because yeah. like they're not telling you what's going on in Ithaca unless there's no. like some massive national story there. Um, and so, so for us, it was like, how do we become that source for people? How do, mm-hmm. how do we want them to like actually come back and get to know? Uh, us because we're also writing and in the videos, but then also our town and see that we're passionate about where we live. And so, um, so hopefully that comes through. I I mean, I think it does, but um, that's, that's been the idea. Yeah. And I feel like that's the thing that carries through from the, from the YouTube videos too. Right. So you're like, like we were the experts. Where do you go for your news? All the new things, all the new happenings, like you said, all the new bars or restaurants, Orlando, YouTube, your newsletter, That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. So for new, for new agents getting started that are excited, they're looking to differentiate how, what is like, what are, what's a couple pieces of advice that you would give them? Well, I think you pick, you know, one to two, one to two, not three to four, but like one to two things to get really good at in this business. And I think that the biggest downfall for new agents is that they try to try everything and then they fail because they're not good at anything. So if you want to get really great at open houses, you got to be doing a couple open houses a week and do them to the nth degree. You're door knocking around them. You're, 
you know, you're, you're putting out a ton of signs, you're there on the right times of the week. Um, you're picking the right kind of house to make sure that you're going to get the most amount of foot traffic. You're going to have a follow-up program to make sure that everybody that does come through that you follow up with until they buy or die. Um, so all of those kind of things, right. You get really good at it. Um, if you're going to do the content game, like we are like consistency is how you win. So many people will try YouTube, for example, they'll put out a few videos and they're like, oh, none of them went viral. This sucks. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, that's that's not what we're after here. We're, we're building like an asset and like, I don't know about you, but like anything worth anything takes time. And so, um, you know, commit to it for a good six months before you make any decisions on this, this is for you or not. And so um, that, that's my number one suggestion when people are starting out. Yeah, I like that. I definitely... Um fell victim to like uh, uh, wanting to try everything that I heard was successful, especially because when I first got started, I was listening to this podcast and I would hear somebody who like massive success on LinkedIn. And I was like, I'm all in on LinkedIn. And then I'm going to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And then I would hear like the next, the next week I would hear a different um, agent who had massive success, like doing something else. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then like, I never really stuck to anything because I was like shiny object syndrome as an agent. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that is so big. I I think that, you know, um, you know, at Keller Williams, we have this thing called family reunion. And so you go to family reunion, which is like our big conference for the year. And they have like the the vendor hall is like 40 different vendors trying to sell you stuff. Um, And some of it probably works. Right. But if you go to every vendor and try to win, like you just won't. And then you hear other agents on stage and you're like, wow, they're making a million dollars a year selling real estate. What do they do? I'm going to do whatever that is. And then the next guy gets on stage and you're like, well, that's good too. And then the next guy gets on stage and like, that's good too. And then you leave and you try to go home and implement and you're looking at your notes and you're like, Oh wow, I'm not going to do any of this. Okay, cool. I'm just going to go back to doing whatever I was doing. And so, yeah, yeah, if you could get really, really clear on like what your strategy is and, and what you want to implement and then give it some time to like actually germinate and and grow, um, that's when you're going to win. Yeah. So you're saying like minimum six months, like commit and do it. Yeah, exactly. Right. I like it. What, um, so I'm like bouncing all over the place, but you've got, you're like a wealth of knowledge. So I'm loving it. (laughs) Um, so, uh, interest rates are rising. Um, I just checked in up here and I think our, our residential like today was four point around 4.75 and the commercial was like around six, which just like blew me away. How, what do you, what do you think, what do you think we're going to see over the next couple of months, three to four, six months? I think we're going to, I mean, we'll see interest rates in the fives for the residential no, like easily. Um, I think that, you know, you're going to have some buyers pull back because they're going to be nervous about the interest rates. Um, you know, <laughs> if you look at 2019 interest rates before the pandemic, we were in the fours, like that was pretty normal. <laughs> and so um, the fact that it might touch five, <clears throat> I don't know that I'm nervous, um, but there's going to be some people that are now priced out because prices have gone up 30% since 2019. So um, I think we'll have a little bit of a slowdown in terms of demand, but I still don't know that even if, like in our market, even if you took half of the demand out of the market, we still don't have enough houses for people. Yeah. I mean, well, 1,500 people coming in per week. Yeah. Yeah. So I think things will go up. I just, uh, hopefully not as, hopefully not as aggressively as they have been, which I think is the point, like, right. They raise the interest rates, they slow things down they help, you know, these, these houses appreciating where they're at. 
kind of almost feels like hyperinflation, like with how fast they're growing. Yeah. So I think that if it slows it down, that's probably a, probably a good thing. Slows it down a little. Yeah. But like you said, we're still going to have, still, still going to have an inventory issue. Do you think we're still going to have multiple offer situations consistently? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think for the next year, I, I, to me, I don't see this year, you know, going anywhere shy of like 10% appreciation. And then maybe next year it, it slows down, you know, more of a cyclical kind of thing. I don't know. You, you know, we've got an election year this year. We've got a lot of things. I think that, you know, probably eight to 10% this year makes sense. And then, you know, probably still a really healthy year next year. And then we'll see what happens from there. It's anybody's game. Interesting. I know. Right. And I mean, it it seems, and I think it's because it's a, you know, we live in this world, this world of real estate, but it's like a constant topic of conversation um, for like literally the past year, I feel like, but it's um, super interesting with the interest rates rising to kind of see what's, you know, what's going to happen. Yeah. You have, so you've helped one person per day move to Orlando based on your numbers. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What sets you like, well, we've kind of talked about that, but really what sets you apart in the market from other. Yeah, I think um, so. So for us, it's, it comes down to just coming with the heart of a teacher sort of coming in and, and offering value first instead of a service first or, you know, pick me, please, you know, like the kid in the crowd, you know, jumping up and down, pick me, pick me. Like, that's not, that's not our style. It's, um, it's really like, how can we provide a ton of value to people up front? And hopefully a certain subset of those people are going to want to use us to buy or sell. And so that right there is our, our main differentiating factor is that just like, we want to see people win. I want the agents on my team to win in a really big way. So I care about them deeply and I, I know their why, and I want to know where they want to go financially. And I want to be able to offer those vehicles for them. Uh, from our clients perspective, you know, the same thing. We want to know where they're headed and um, how we can get them there. And so um, that might sound really easy, but I think most agents are just like hoping to get the next sale and they don't really care about the rest and they're approaching it as such. And so, uh, so I think that's our big paradigm difference there. Yeah. When they see that you genuinely care, um, are you guys, you guys, do you guys do a lot of Airbnb? Do you have a lot of Airbnb clients? What a a single family. Okay. Yeah. A ton. Yeah. A lot of people buying, you know, down here, you either, either, either utilizing their house, you know, a couple, couple months out of the year or, uh, you know, not at all, just using it as a short-term rental. There's a good opportunity there. It's just really, um, it's, it's really like, you know, if you self-manage, you can do very well on the, on the short-term rental side. Um, our, our property managers here locally charge like 30% of the gross margins, which okay. are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I could charge 30% on the sales side. That would be great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, it, that's still a huge part of our market. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's what you guys are seeing a lot of too in your, your actual buyers. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's uh, it's probably a quarter of our buyers are looking to buy like an investment property or an Airbnb. Okay. And you work with those just the same as the single family buyers. Totally. Yep. Wow. That's awesome. This has been great. I feel like tons of awesome information. Um, I love the YouTube information, uh, really got into some good details with that. So I really appreciate you coming on real estate rock stars, talking to all of our agents, sharing, just, you know, your story, how can, how can agents, how, what's the best way that they can find you? Where can they find you reach out? Yeah. Uh, follow me over on Instagram. So it's at Ken Posick and I'm usually sharing, you know, real estate tips, stuff around Orlando, but that's uh, that's the best way to get hold of me. 
That's awesome. And if they want to refer to you same way. Yeah. Or, or they can email info at posegroup.com and uh, our client concierge will reach right back out. We've got some amazing people on our team, former Disney employees that will just like love on you and, and, or your people, make sure they get the right fit for the agent on our team and, and make sure that they have a really great experience. That's awesome. I love it. Ken, thanks so much for coming on. This was great. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate, how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.